0: Hi, this is Doug Beecham. Thank you for joining me on uh, this podcast. We're talking about what it means for us to be a, as a movement, the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. What it means for us to be a place of hope, to be a people of promise. That's our identity. What it means for us and what we do, the vision that God is calling us, calling us unto, and it's we're calling it a rise 2033. Previously, I've talked to you about what that means from a global perspective of reaching 150 nations with an IPHC ministry presence, of uh, reaching 75% of the counties in the United States of America with an IPHC house church or or a a more traditional congregation, taking advantage of the great great ethnic diversity uh, that's a part of our society and of the great immigration waves of people that are coming into this country, these are not challenges for us; these are opportunities for us. I want to talk in this uh, podcast about how do we enter into a rise twenty thirty three. What do we do about going going about making a, a significant difference over the next fourteen years? Uh, I want to start by by making this comment. I think we have to remain committed to our core values. Coming back to that, because it helps shape who we are. Again, prayer is foundational to all of them. Prayer undergirds everything that we do. And that means that every local congregation around the globe having a sense of identity of being a house of prayer. You know, when I read the Gospels, it's very interesting that Jesus, when Jesus talks about... uh, about the temple of the Lord and about uh, uh, how he defines it, he He makes reference that my house shall be called a house of prayer. I know there are some denominations or local churches that use that in their name. For us, there needs to be an intentional reality uh, from pastors, from lay leaders, from people in local congregations who have a sense of prayer. And there, there are many of you who have that, that, uh, that God's calling us to be a house of prayer. And so I encourage you, I think that's foundational to anything we do as we move forward. It's out of that that we begin to appreciate in a greater measure those core values. Those core values are really, um, in, in a sense, theological. The first three are theological for us that we prayerfully value Scripture. We prayerfully value Pentecost. We prayerfully value holiness. Uh, our denominational name, the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, that's, that identifies two of the primary core components of our theology. We're Pentecostal people. We are people of the Spirit. We are people of holiness. That doesn't mean that we're absolutely perfect people. None of us are like that. It doesn't mean that we live self-righteously. It means that we understand God has called us and made provision through the life of Jesus and his word and his Holy Spirit. He's made provision for us to live whole lives. that we don't have to live dominated by sin. We can live redemptive lives. We can live lives of reconciliation. A holy life is not an isolated life. life. A holy life... permeates our homes and our societies our workplaces our churches with the redeeming love of Jesus Christ and that's what God's called us to those three components of theology scripture pentecost uh holiness all rooted again in Jesus Christ leads us to uh to what I'm beginning more and more to see as a transitional piece of our core values, and that's Christ's kingdom. Dr. Moses Kumar, I.P.H.C. leader in South India, uh, shared with me a number of years ago his reflection on the core values, and he remarked to me that the core value of Christ's kingdom is like it's sort of like a swinging door. It we take our theological base and we we it's like we rooted firmly in that Christ's kingdom is an open door. Christ kingdom doesn't Christ's kingdom doesn't shut us in. Christ's kingdom invites us to, to an openness towards towards the world, towards the larger Christian community around the world. And as we step through that door of Christ's kingdom, a kingdom that not only touches what we do in the church but a kingdom of righteousness, of justice, of mercy, of compassion, of truth that reaches into where we work, our marketplace, uh, where we go to school, uh, our jobs, our our, uh, occupations, if you please. Christ's kingdom rooted in the power of the Word of God and the work of the Holy Spirit and a life that surrendered to, to the lordship of Jesus Christ, that discipled life, that holy life, that, that to enter into uh, a life of the kingdom is not to be isolated, but it's to enter into full engagement with our culture. We don't run and hide. We engage. Does that mean we'll be popular? Well, of course not. Jesus said if the world hates him, why should we be surprised if it hates us? Doesn't mean that we go out and antagonize people, but we live in such a way that his love and his grace has an opportunity to touch somebody's life. So uh, sort of a special thanks to me, uh, to Dr. Kumar, for for discerning this element. Because what happens is you then move to the next three core values, every generation, justice, and generosity. Those are all action-oriented. As we go through on a firm theological basis, on a firm personal experience of the reality of Jesus Christ in our lives, a a, a reality of faith, a reality of the power of God's Word, a reality of the the ever-present reality of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we enter with confidence into our world that that we are engaged in extending the borders of Christ's kingdom. We do that with love and mercy and truth wherever we are. And as we are doing that, that manifests itself to every generation. It manifests itself in the issues of justice that are so real around this world. It manifests itself in a spirit, a spirit of generosity of one's of life that permeates everything in our lives. So I I think we have to understand going into Arise 2033 is not so much about a program. It's about an engaged, by the Spirit and by the Word, lifestyle that God is calling us to. And we remain committed to our core values. But we also have to do some other things. It means we got to understand change that is occurring around us. The world is rapidly changing. It, it's, it's, I'm going to tell you something. It's happening so fast that none of us can keep up with it. Um, it's actually sort of a scary thought, to be honest with you. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that in the next podcast because I want to talk to you about change and transition. I'm going to base that on some insights from a book by a man named William Bridges. It's called Managing Transitions, but I also want to base it on some insights of of what it means for us to live in the world. I want to close by going back to a comment I made just a couple of moments ago about it can be frightening, it can be scary. I want us to remember what Jesus said to us, fear not do not be afraid, over and over in the Gospels. Jesus says to his disciples, don't be afraid. What God's called us to, we don't have to shy away from. We can walk with faith. We can walk with wisdom. We can walk with grace. We can walk together, and we don't have to be afraid. Thanks for listening.